This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Kennedy. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, May 2nd, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. Russia's military offensive in Ukraine continues, but still at a slower pace than what Russia has threatened. Though their rhetorical offensive is stepping up and now including the word nuclear. Nuclear weapons, you know, are strategic deterrents. They're not supposed to be used. And so this is just really, really irresponsible rhetoric from Sergei Lavrov, who's become a master propagandist for uh, Vladimir Putin. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. The Russians have still yet to move their sphere of control truly beyond the Donbass region of Ukraine. Neither the U.S. nor European allies have drawn down their support, either financially or militarily, of the invaded country. And that has the Russians turning up the intensity of their language, threatening use of nuclear weapons. It's prompted at least one U.S. congressman to propose a further state of readiness. But is it all bluster? I think I've been... What is disturbing is how readily the Russian officials seem to fling this term of nuclear war around as though it's something that is in their playbook and is sort of in the realm of possibility. Fox News correspondent Jennifer Griffin has been speaking with her sources in the defense and intelligence communities in hopes of shedding more light on these developments. She speaks to us from the Pentagon. Everyone knows that these two superpowers have nuclear weapons. Uh, there is nobody who's going to win a nuclear war. And in the first few weeks of this conflict, when NATO, the U.S., the president of the United States were not sure how quickly the Russian military was going to be able to move in and possibly take the capital, Kiev, which they didn't end up doing, uh, there was a real concern that there may have been something behind that rhetoric. And that rhetoric really was being used to keep NATO and keep the U.S. out of Ukraine. Now it's almost becoming hyperbole. It's being seen as, you know, the U.S. officials that I speak to have said that they have not seen any changes to Russia's nuclear posture. But the fact that they keep using this kind of rhetoric, uh, you've heard John Kirby, the press secretary at the Pentagon, and Lloyd Austin and others. When I sat down with Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary, he said, you know, this is not the kind of rhetoric or what you expect of a nuclear power. And, and so it's really irresponsible. It's designed to create fear in the West, fear among NATO allies, maybe drive a wedge between the publics and their their leaders who are sending weapons into Ukraine. The Russians are trying to deter NATO and the U.S. from sending more weapons into Ukraine. And so they're flinging this terminology of, of oh, you know, we might find ourselves in a nuclear war around. But I think that really the West needs to stand up and say that this is not you know, helpful. We don't take your nuclear threats seriously and stop 
threatening something that uh, that you know really nobody is going to win if they're if nuclear weapons are used and nuclear weapons you know are strategic deterrents they're not supposed to be used and so this is just really really irresponsible rhetoric from Sergey Lavrov who's become a master propagandist for uh, Vladimir Putin and it's irresponsible I don't think it should uh and you notice that it's not stopping the US from sending weapons in the US the weapons the amount of weapons flowing into Ukraine from the uh from the US and after that group of 40 nations came together to you know donate weapons to Ukraine last week when we were in Ramstein uh it's it's really quite stunning I saw it with my own eyes when I was on the ground um, on the border with Ukraine, 14 U.S. cargo flights full of 23 deliveries from five separate nations were delivered in the last 24 hours alone. And you have howitzers, artillery systems, things that they weren't talking about that the U.S. and their and its allies were not talking about in the initial days after the invasion. Those are now on the table because uh, the West has basically seen how pathetic the Russian military is. They couldn't take the capital, Kiev. They, um, they're using dumb bombs, not smart bombs. They're not trying to avoid civilian casualties. And so I think that's why you're, you're hearing so much talk about uh, potential nuclear war. But I think we, it needs to be seen as hyperbolic rhetoric. Even still, uh, one uh, U.S. congressman, Adam Klinzinger from uh, from Illinois, uh, introduced an authorization uh, for use of military force uh, that would uh, authorize the president to use American even troops uh, to defend Ukraine if Russia were to use any kind of weapon of mass destruction, chemical, biological or, or nuclear. Uh, are we really at that point? Do you think you've you've covered international conflicts enough to to be able to criticize a congressional move here. Uh, is this posturing on the American part or, or is this truly a, a way to sort of get ready for, for a worst case scenario? I think what it is, and this is what nuclear weapons should be, they should be used for strategic deterrence. And I think what you see with Congressman Adam Kensinger's efforts to pass a new AUMF and authorization for the use of military force, it's to be, it's to send a clear signal to Russia that the Congress is backing the President of the United States. There will be no debate or bickering if a nuclear weapon or a chemical weapon is used in Ukraine or against the West. The gloves are off. At that point, U.S. troops may go into Ukraine. Uh, the Biden administration is not going to outline exactly what they're going to do. But I think it's probably useful to have that AUMF so that, again, the message to Russia is that if you cross this line and use WMD, weapons of mass destruction, then all of the uh, parameters so far of this conflict are off. And the fact, you know, the U.S. could set up a no-fly zone over Ukraine in about three days. It would be unfortunate because they would have to take out the air defense systems that are uh, the Russian air defense systems, which are based in Belarus and on, on Russian territory. So you would find NATO warplanes bombing Russian territory and Russian armaments and taking and killing Russian uh, troops. But if Russia takes the a very clear message needs to come from Washington, from Congress, that there is a united bipartisan support for the president and for the other NATO allies, that if Vladimir Putin uses nuclear weapons or chemical weapons or any sort of WMD, that 
that enters a new phase of this war and it and that they do not rule out using U.S. troops, uh, NATO forces, as well as uh, the full weight of the U.S. military, which compared to what we've seen from the Russian military right now, it would not take long for them to establish air superiority over the Russians. You've been listening to Fox News correspondent Jennifer Griffin from the Pentagon here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more straight ahead. It has been reported, uh, Jennifer, that uh, Vladimir Putin is about to undergo treatment for cancer. He'll be uh, under anesthesia. uh, And there are some reports that his mental condition is now truly in question, that he might be suffering from some kind of schizoaffective disorder or something. This, of course, is not confirmed by U.S. doctors, I don't believe. Uh, But uh, is there any kind of real concern that that he doesn't have all his faculties and that his his conduct in in causing this war and prolonging it as a result of any of that? I mean, I understand that's a big question to ask, but this is uh, some of this doesn't seem completely rational if 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 it ever would. Uh, But um, someone who is not uh, in charge of all of his faculties mentally uh, might uh, might not have the confidence of his usual uh, surrounding group of, 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 of adherence. So, Eben, first of all, those reports that you're referring to have been published in, um, in newspapers. Uh, they are not confirmed or verified as U.S. intelligence. I've asked U.S. officials today about those reports, and they are not verified. They are not confirmed. So I think we have to be very clear okay. that that is... Those are wildly speculative reports. Uh, they've caught, you know, they've caught people's attention because obviously what we heard John Kirby, the pre- Pentagon press secretary, say on Friday is when because he was asked directly about Vladimir Putin's uh, mental state and whether there was any U.S. intel suggesting any of these things. And what he said, and, and it's what I've heard from other U.S. officials, is, you know, U.S. intelligence picture on Vladimir Putin is not exactly clear. And because he is so isolated, he's so, um, you know, kept away from, um, you know, he's distrustful and paranoid and, and he's not exactly interacting with a lot of people right now. But I think it's actually a disservice to how very truly sort of evil the Russian military and the orders that have been given and how this has been going on for 20 years, just because the West was not noticing that this was the kind of warfare they uh, utilized in Chechnya. All you have to do is look at the pro- the pictures from Grozny and the treatment of civilians there and the rubble that was left behind. The same in Syria. You know, I've been following Syria since 2011, 2014 timeframe, and Russia has been carrying out war atrocities there. This is not one man who suddenly overnight uh, he made a very poor strategic error by going into Ukraine. But this is this is the way the Russian military fights. And this is not uh, an aberration. And so I think people who, you know, we, we often in the West and, and our, our intelligence community sometimes makes the mistake of mirror imaging to uh, other societies, other leaders and saying that, well, this is not a rational actor anymore. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've seen... Putin behave like this and very similar to this for 20 years. This is not, a, a, you know, I, again, there's a lot of pop psychology involved with people looking at him in videos and trying to sort of figure out what's wrong with Vladimir Putin. But I think we've seen the seeds of this kind of behavior for more than 20 years. And so I think um, to suggest that he's not in control of his faculties and all that, again, it's it's really speculative at this point. All right. Jennifer Griffin, Fox News at the Pentagon. 
Thank you so much once again for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Thank you, Evan. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. 